Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. We are recording on uh, Sunday afternoon here, last podcast of this year, unless something crazy happens in the next day or two, and you and I got to do an emergency one, PJ. But uh, Like an AD to the Laker trade. Yes, if that was to happen in the next day or so, which I don't think is likely. Never know. You'll definitely be hearing from us again, but yeah, you just don't know. That could certainly happen, but how was your Christmas, PJ? What's going on, man? What up, Ultra Daddy? Did you uh, did you have a wonderful Christmas with your family? Hopefully, yeah, it was good. It was pretty low key. We uh, didn't have much going on Christmas Day, so I got to mainly just chill and watch all the games and be a piece of crap on my couch, which was cool. And me too, dude. I loved it. The uh, got a nice appetizer of the Bucks just beating that you know what out of those alleged the Knicks. Knicks yeah the alleged. we kind of had a feeling that that was going to be a big one we should have yeah. bet on that yeah but, I didn't yeah, the, make it far into uh, Trailblazers Utah at the end of the night though I uh, I, tuck, I my, little, tuckered myself out yep I was in the same boat I caught it was basketball OD especially after the Jazz jumped out to a big lead at the beginning I was just like yeah hey, like the is... first quarter Got the the eyelids got a little heavy and, and called it. But and this is a good segue into what we want to start talking about to start here. We it ended up not being a very competitive game. The Lakers handled the Warriors on Christmas Day. The mm-hmm. Warriors just had a really bad shooting day. They looked off from the get go. Yeah. But LeBron had a scary injury. It wasn't that sure was our how lump severe of coal. was going to be. Uh, he is going to be out for at least a few games here. It's not really clear exactly when he's going to be returning, but mm-hmm. the Lakers have been playing better lately. They're sitting at sixth in the West, 20 and 16. And uh, LeBron's going to take a little bit of rest. He came to the arena drinking a glass of wine the other day, which was have hilarious. A vino, take a break, relax, and have a few laughs down by the coast. It's very on brand. Is it? How many? How many guys? I think so. Just do I you, mean, it's not a secret that LeBron's a wine guy. Do you think he was like super lit, and that was just like he had finished a bottle of his ride on the drive over to the stadium? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Why? Wine, he just doesn't seem like the type to me that would have that would just be drinking tons and tons of wine during the season. But I could be wrong. He is. No, dude. He takes. He's been like the last month. Taking a lot of pictures of like two wine nights. Oh, geez. Okay. Post game. Yeah, you're you're definitely keeping up more on the social media front than I am. So that's Dude, he that's does good intel. All the time. Yeah. You should you should be picking up the slack a little, man. Well, I stand corrected on that, but Do you more, think hey, the NBA would have a problem if LeBron had just brought a full bottle of wine in his hand when he walked in the stadium? No. Do I mean maybe they say something openly, to him. I don't think there would be anything. Do you think LeBron could openly drink wine on the bench and the NBA would do anything about it? No. I don't think so either. I, think I don't think they'd do anything. He'd do, he'd do whatever he wants. I'm sure, I, that's why I think he might have shown up. You know, maybe he was a little lit. That, the wine, he was finishing the bottle, and right before he got out of his car, he like topped himself off, and that was what was in his glass when he was uh, walking out. He finished it. You could be right, man, but... As far as the injury goes, it seems pretty inconsequential to me. It's de- they may he lose. was 
they may lose a few games Maybe. while he's out that they would have won had LeBron been on the floor. But in general, the I don't think that this is going to really play too big of a factor as far as what seeding the Lakers end up getting or them missing the playoffs because it's only going to be a handful of games. And he was playing really, really well before he got hurt. And the Lakers were yeah. starting to kind of get in their groove a little bit. He, what uh, do you think? Well, his tweet about it, too, is like, oh, I dodged a bullet. Um, so it, it, he's at least giving off the impression that it was a little scarier. The audio you can hear of him saying, I, I, I heard a pop. Heard something pop, yeah. Uh, from the game is pretty crazy. Um, so for him to say and like just his reaction to this, it it's probably. I mean, Barn doesn't really get hurt. <laughs> is the thing we don't really know what a LeBron injury and like and what that that kind of process back really looks like. He's never really dealt with anything like this, and it's pretty crazy to think about it in 16 seasons. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think though. I think this is a good test for him. I think this is something. Maybe they were going to have planned, you know, hope it wasn't an injury, but I, I w- did wonder if they would be a portion of this season that LeBron would miss maybe, let's say, six, eight games in a row. And they uh, really, it's it's a test to these young guys to see who, all right, who can play, like who's about winning, who's who can pick up the slack if, if in a case LeBron isn't at 100%. Which Lonzo has played better. I mean, he's had some good games since he's been injured. Well, um, like if he did hadn't played, if he doesn't play well during this LeBron series, especially that first game, since Rajon was out too, it was pretty much all on him, man. And you, uh, he, he stepped up for sure because it's he's the easiest, I think, target. I, I've really been a fan of of how he's he's been able to incorporate his game with LeBron this year. I think. A lot of the concerns people had about him, and you heard a ton about last year, I think he's addressed almost all of them uh, outside of just his, his shooting form in general. Um, but, yeah, man, it was it was good to see he finally got a W against uh, De'Aaron. He finally, he's, I think he's now 1-5, is that matchup in favor? It's yeah, he De'Aaron's had one a, of the first five. A rough start against them. He's had his, but I love that is one of my favorite like kind of quiet rivalries is those two. I hope that and it's well, it's a hundred percent pointed in one direction. I don't know if Lonzo really gives a fuck, but that shit is so funny because De'Aaron. If, if you guys don't remember, they played De'Aaron Fox. That Kentucky team eliminated. Him. A, they eliminated uh, Lonzo's UCLA team in the tournament. And even going in that game, people were talking about how De'Aaron was just like so laser focused and was so had the, created this. Yeah, he was an underdog. He was slighted because Lonzo was ranked higher than him in the uh, high school rankings, and so he was right. determined to show everyone that he was better. And he just took it to him in that game. He took it to him every game they've played, and even last like that other night. He still got his. Like he cooked Lonzo a couple times, but Lonzo they ended up winning. Yep, he's uh, he's had De'Aaron has had Lonzo's number essentially since they've been in college. I'd be interested to know. I'm sure they play each other in high school too. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. know how. Maybe there is something there too. I'm I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but um, yeah, he's he's big. Um, 
and and now you also and, and really what um, kind of going back to the big picture of the, the Lakers though this, this stretch is is you know along the side of, of knowing who you can play with and who's going to step up it's also for them to then take that and go who can we trade who's who are we willing to give up um, potentially to get AD you know, after LeBron expressed that he would kind of no duh let playing with Anthony Davis be kind of good pretty cool for me I would like that you'd like to see AD on the Lakers yeah, shocker, right? I would like to see AD on the Bulls. Not going to happen. Yeah, I was going to say, you'd like to see him play with LeBron, though, is essentially what you're saying. Well, it's, it's, yeah, like to see him play with a lot of people. But LeBron so being my, like, yeah, I wanted to that's ask what you, I'd like. I, I don't have all the contract. I don't have the contracts up in front of me. I think it would be pretty easy with all of the vets on short-term deals that they signed, that the Lakers signed this offseason. They could make it pretty much any combination of rookies, picks, and contracts to make this work you know, but how, to, to how much are you how much are you willing to give up if you're the lakers they uh, have a few everything a few, so you would give up outside kuzma, lebron kuzma hart lonzo ingram any i don't think you'd have to four. give up those four for one i don't think i don't think so either i think you're getting two or three of those and then a pick yeah. and, then exp- and then expirings to make it work but yeah i did that if you're the Lakers, you're you want to keep Lonzo out of that group, right? He's the most untouchable. Care. Is that uh, what you're no. thinking? None of those guys are the only one that's untouchable is LeBron. Right. I'm not saying he is untouchable, but if you're the Lakers, you're more willing to give up Ingram, Hart, I, Kuzma, and then Lonzo's kind of a different level. I think would I would agree? flip Kuzma <clears throat> and uh I'd flip Kuzma and Lonzo probably in that, but with AD, it's like he's more expendable just position-wise. So, yeah, Lonzo probably in that situation would be the guy they try to keep. I think in order, it'd probably go Ingram is your what you lead off with, and you hope you could do it with Ingram and maybe Josh Hart and a pick. But I, I'm willing to go throw Kuzma in there next, and then, yeah, I guess Lonzo. Uh, but I don't think when you're talking about AD – there's there's maybe five six guys that you maybe make the argument are untouchable in a conversation to acquire AD. Yeah, I agree with you. I I don't think it, you know it's going to be interesting because I think that if I'm the Pelicans, I would be I'd be making call if I if they're actually serious about trading AD, which I don't think that they are. Um, I don't think that no. it's it's I don't think that's likely to happen uh, yet. I think that a lot of teams are trying to talk to AD, hence why the NBA sent out a memo that was really saying it did not specifically call out the courting of Anthony Davis, but just saying that tampering is something that needs to be that they need, need to be more mindful of, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but it was essentially directed towards the whole AD situation and that they need to stop trying to to court him because he I mean he had dinner with LeBron after their game uh there's something going on there and while AD has said nothing to to indicate that he is really wanting to get out of New Orleans uh Mm -hmm. you know that's what everyone's speculating about well the thing is uh I mean El Hassan always says this but it's is true um I didn't I guess realize it but no one's actually ever turned down the uh Supermax before so, anyone that's actually been offered it 
because a Kawhi was the one I thought had turned it down, but he just was. They had talked about it, and it was like reported that that was their plan, but he was never actually sat down with that contract facing him. Well, didn't didn't Kevin Durant turn it down? No, he he wasn't a free agent when he. It wasn't. He couldn't get the supermax when it was. By the time he had left, it was in that year he left, but he wouldn't have been able to. Because it didn't, it didn't take effect till the following year. I'm pretty okay. Sure. It would just like the the super max as it exists now. That was not a thing yet. That's what you're saying. I think. And I think you're it was right. close, was but like the, the new the new cap was under the new collective bargaining agreement, the new TV money. So it had, and that's what it was created under was with that. So it it had a bit synced up, but I don't know. I'm pretty sure it went in the following season. So he wouldn't have. He, he was better off doing the short term. That's why he's doing those short term deals too with the Warriors to bump till he can. He caps out at the highest supermax level, right? Right. As far as like the the starting per year. Yep, you're right. Um, so yeah, I um, ultimately I I, I don't do think. It. I don't think that we're going to see an Anthony Davis trade this season, uh, unless. I don't know, man. The, I the Pelicans could. are the Pelicans are currently sitting outside of the playoff picture. They've been sliding. Yeah. Um, they are they now 16, the sixteen and twenty one, three and seven in their last ten games, second to last in the West, behind the T Wolves, Mavs, Jazz, and then so teams up top. But here's the scenario: I could like let's just say though, man, like let's see what if. It would suck, but like Drew Holiday goes down for like a week, and you lose another five, six, you know, games, and all of a sudden you're you went from three, yeah, three games out of the playoffs to like to eight. You're not gonna make up an eight point gain in no. It, it's insane, man. Like you have to be and, on it, and they're Anthony Davis with Anthony, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is more valuable right now. Than he ever will be. Uh, he scored forty eight points on Friday, and he's they, been unbelievable. And if 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 Dennis Smith Jr. actually was aware of how much time it took to get a shot off, they might have lost that. Like it took yeah, forty eight points, and they barely Luca, won. Luca did not was not very happy with Dennis Smith Jr. No, after that play. Why should he? Do you? What do you? Do we have any more on on AD? The only thing I was gonna say is that sure. a. If I'm the Pelicans, this is a team that's primed to be to be blown up in my mind. I think that oh, yeah. I mean they have Mirtich on a on a pretty I think a very tradable contract and he's been hurt this year, but when he's been playing, he's been playing well, kind of continuing his stretch of hot play at the end of last year. And then I think Etwan Moore has been really good for them this year, um, mm-hmm. and shooting a higher percentage from three, which is just if you if you're shooting more than forty percent from three, you can trade that guy. Like teams need that. Hells yeah. Uh, and then preach Drew it all day. Yeah. You there? Yeah. Oh, I couldn't hear you. Sorry, you're cutting out a little bit. Oops. What's up? I, what's up? I don't know. I, I didn't know I was I didn't know I was cutting out. I thought you were just doing a dramatic pause. Oh no, I um 
<laughs> this isn't this isn't great for the pod here, but I was I all I think that I was probably cut out for a little while. So what I was saying was uh, just that I, if I'm if I'm the Pelicans, I'm blowing it up. This yeah, is, this no, is I heard that. I, I think yeah, Drew Holiday has a contract that Preach. while is huge, but he has been he's been healthy, and I think you could trade him. I think you get. I think you could trade. He's a good candidate to trade to the Suns, who's desperate for a point guard and could Drew? use someone. Yeah. Is you know, I I don't know this is this is just dumb my brain like went here a couple days ago thinking about the AD but then like the aftermath in, in Drew Holiday I was I was thinking about like where do you move him if you I don't know why the Raptors this is popped in and I was like what would the Raptors benefit if they traded Kyle Lowry and a pick for Drew Holiday I don't know why they would do it because. Kyle Lowry's contract comes up sooner, and I think that if they were like if Kawhi wasn't to, didn't want to stay, they would just want to blow their their situation up as well. But right. I, that was just popping in my head, um, because they would make they would make sense like money wise they could easily do that. They're still a contender, but I don't really know a, another real solid place. I would say. Yes, he needs to go there. Um, that really needs a point card. Maybe, yeah, unless you're like the Heat, maybe the Heat. They wanted to swap him in for Goron. I don't know, man. Anyway, all, all of this is to say that if you're Sorry, that was a long if, Drew Holiday. No, you're good. Pivot, I mean, you it, it's just the reality is that the Pelicans aren't playing well. Right. If they don't make the playoffs this year, and even if they were to make the playoffs, unless they can make a splash in the playoffs, they're pretty cap-strapped, and yep. I don't know what options they have to to improve the team or upgrade a position to make them more competitive with Anthony Davis. And next year, you can't just like I don't. I think that you need to get a king's ransom for AD. But if you can get, if you can go between the Lakers and the Celtics and try to bid up the asking price for AD, yeah. and you could come out of that with, you know, I'm still I'm not giving up on Jalen. Brown, I think he's. I still think he's an asset, even though he hasn't had a great year this year. Yeah. Um, but you know, maybe you try to go get Jason Tatum from the Celtics. Yeah. That's may, and you try to drive that up between the the Lakers and. I think you could come away with if, some really good pieces. If I knew Dell Demps was a good GM, I would make the argument that he. I would be more on your side that he doesn't get traded. This season, it happens in the off season because yeah. I'm thinking about it, and it's just you. You want you. I'm okay with the idea of them not trading him if it's just for the sole intention of we want to try to make the playoffs this year. Give him his, like our best pitch to want to stay, and if he doesn't, it makes sense for us to go and trade him then in the off season because the Celtics can trade for him, and then you can just like you mentioned, just drive that price up to where you are in the conversations of yeah, we'll give you Jason Tatum and the Grizzlies pick and. You would want it to be like Gordon Hayward would make. Mm-hmm. Yep. Be ideal. But yeah. Yeah. You want that and then you want to be like, all right, yes, we'll give you Kuzma and Ingram and Josh Hart and this pick and we'll think about Lons. You know, like, <laughs> I don't think you would get to that level, but you, you can, you set yourself up as a Pelicans 
as a Pelicans GM to at least convert on the highest price out there on the market for him. Right. Uh, let's uh, let's move on to just a few uh, transactions that have gone on in the NBA over the last week Since and a half we left or so. So Austin Rivers got picked up by the Rockets, which in my mm. mind, they're hilarious. pretty desperate. It's hilarious because he's back with Chris Paul, which I'm sure Austin Rivers is just, just thrilled about. But he is going Chris to... Chris Paul signed gonna, off on it. Yeah, he was clearly okay with it. I don't think that they would have signed him uh, considering they have Chris Paul under contract for the next four years. I don't think they would have so signed him. Oh, so, so bad. bad. Yeah, poor Chris Paul. But hey, they're... Just, it would be nice to see that guy be healthy throughout an entire playoffs. I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, maybe this this year will be the year. But uh, I don't think this moves the needle too much. But this is a team that, with the offseason they had, are desperate need for three point shooting and guys that can they can switch on defense. And Austin Rivers is yeah. a lengthy and inconsistent player, but it has shown some flashes. Yeah, that that's a weird signing. I still don't understand that one. Or Brandon Knight was there. I mean, Brandon Knight came back and was playing a little bit. Um, like Austin Rivers is is a good serviceable backup. Like I would, I depending on the price, but that's a good, that's a good get for them. That's that's even especially now with Chris Paul out a little bit. I like that fit. He's he's someone that I almost look at as more of like a two guard, and so he doesn't need to be a ball dominant point guard for you, and that's perfect with James Harden. Right. Um, the the one thing that I did want to bring up with the the Rockets as well is just in my mind I think it's time to start talking about James Harden and the MVP conversation. A repeat? He's back. He's yeah. back in the race. I mean, I think that he should be. He's averaged just under forty points his last ten games. They've won nine of ten. They're now fifth in the West after having a terrible start yeah. to the year. And James Harden is averaging 33 points a game this season. <laughs> but I mean, ultra, what you got to do it in the playoffs? You're gonna play him too much. You're gonna, he's gonna be tired in the playoffs again. I mean, yeah, he is going to be, but yeah, this is a regular season award. We're just talking about that. He his highest effective field goal percentage he's had since being in the league, and he's shooting more ridiculous shots than ever. Um, but he's averaging 33 points I mean, if he could sustain this, hells yeah, give it to him now. But it's not sustainable what he's doing right now. He's going to – this is going to catch up to you. And I just I, – I know they need to win these games, but you also need to do something with this – they do need to make an addition. So I, I'm not, I won't be surprised when they do, but – you need something more to get this to where you're not having Chris Paul or James Harden put this much on his body this many minutes this early where you can rest Chris Paul and make sure he can has the best chance to be healthy in the playoffs. But in the West, it's so tough, man. It is, it's crazy this year of uh, all where if you really think about it, losing three games makes such a huge difference in where your, your, your outlook is on the season and, and what, where your playoff positioning is. You'd be out of it like we were talking about earlier. Um, I don't really have anything else to say about James because I agree with you. I I don't think it's sustainable, but yeah. if if he was to pull this off, and I don't think 40, 40 points a game and doing what he's been no. doing, but if he, if he ends up finishing the season averaging around 33 points yeah. a game, that 
it's pretty incredible considering I'll, I'll where he's it. shooting the ball. Uh, Giannis is fucking so good. He's averaging he's, he's the 30, MVP right now. 33, 33 games there, first in the East, 26.6 points, 12.8 rebounds, six assists. Yeah, man. Wow. His assists are his. Oh, dude, he's getting the ball out of his hand so much faster now. It's no, man. God bless Mike Budenholzer. Uh, yes, they're, he's. They're so they much great. fun, man. Yeah, they're, this is a gift for as bad as the Bulls have been. At least you got a silver lining in the box. I've so I'm, yeah, I'm I've, I've honestly I switched my notifications in my phone to prioritize like Buck stuff over Bulls right now because it's so Ooh. much better, so much happier in my. It makes me so much a. Happier little basketball boy. Mm. Uh, well, good for you, man. Uh, another signing, Pat McCaw to the Cavs. Two yeah. years, Cavs, six Cavs get the last laugh over the Warriors. They won the Pat McCaw sweepstakes. I mean, I always I thought that he looked good for the Warriors. He had some some bigger moments in playoff games. Not big in the grand scheme of things, but he did not. I like the way he played in the playoffs. You, it didn't seem like the moment was too big for him. You He's, and all the Warriors beat guys share that yeah. sentiment. I don't really get <laughs> hey. the fat McCaw like anything. Who anything three million dollars a year? Whatever, that's fine. I think they've let Cavs. better guys walk than Pat McCaw away. Like they were doing this when they had to let Ian Clark go. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, like that's the kind of level of of dude that we're talking about. That's true. Um, so anyway, that's a very minor signing. Um, so is this Patrick isn't a, this isn't a transaction, but it was announced yesterday that John Wall is going to have surgery on his heel and yeah, miss the rest of the year, fast. which is not good considering we always bet on the Wizards to make the playoffs and win their division, yeah. and, and they're not going to win it Dude, <laughs> unless Thomas Sadoransky can we... just turn the stuff around. We need to remember this next year because Bomani has been ringing up a ton with how bad they've been. But he talks about how in his lifetime, which is longer than ours, the the Wizards have never won 50 games. Well, they're not going to this year. They're 14 and 20. That's crazy. That is crazy. That sucks. Damn it. We're so stupid. Um, just always got to make sure they're under 50 wins, man. It's better so. every time that way. We're just so dumb. Do they need uh, fifty wins to make the playoffs? And then we'd say, Yeah, they don't you know, they're not gonna not gonna not gonna make the playoffs then. Yep. Or if they're over unders forty nine and a half, we know where we're going. Do you think the Pelicans would be like a three seed in the East? Or like a like a six maybe? Would they be like a more of a six like a, a cool I think six or I think five? They'd, I think they'd be the six seed. Do you think they're think better than Indiana? I don't think they're better than Indiana. I think Indiana's been really good this year. Like Sabonis has had a great season. Real nice season, man. Oladipo has been good when he's been in, but they've been holding it together when he's been out, which is really bad. Yeah, Doug McDermott's been meh. My boy, but Dougie. uh, yeah, they've got. I mean, they're they've been solid. I mean, I'm surprised that they're sitting at 24 and 12. They've looked. Look good. Yeah. They're so yeah, then like they're, said, they're three the Pelicans. The right Pelicans are like a six, like six best team in the East. Yes, I think so. I think they're better than the Heat. Better than Heat, Charlotte. Hornets, better than Pistons Detroit for sure. Yeah, the East, the top five teams are are fun, and even though the Pacers are three, I don't take yeah. them quite as seriously in Man. the playoffs. But 
man, outside of those five teams, there's a steep drop off to the Heat man. at 17 17. And then the Hornets, if Kemba is not playing yeah. out of his mind, Dude. that team is terrible. And he's been, he's been, he's had a drop off uh, mm-hmm. over the last month or so. But, Dude, the 76ers are fun. They are that was my biggest takeaway from that Christmas game. Like, they're this is they're fun. They should have won that game. But they're fun, man. They Except um we need Ben Simmons to shoot a three. I don't know what he's we been, have to do. Yeah, that's that's what I've really been keeping Ultra. in mind. I've been expecting him to be hitting to start shooting threes. It just Ultra. Why yeah. is he not shooting threes? I don't know. It's crazy. He's just He's not really shooting jumpers at all. Would you He's just not shooting outside of the paint? Would you uh, negotiate a clause in his contract that makes him average one three point attempt per game? And if he does that, he gets like a hundred K, like he gets a hundred thousand dollars bonus or something kicker in, like half a million dollar kicker in there. If he averages one three pointer, three point attempt a game, I don't think you should have to do that. How else are we going to make him shoot a three? He should just be doing it on its own. I mean, I think what they need to do, the coach needs to sit him down, him and Jimmy, and and then be down and say, all right. Make this motherfucker shoot a three. For the next ten games, for the next ten games, we're just not going to – like, you're going to be our de facto point guard, Ben, but, like, we're just – you're not going to bring the ball up. You're – we're literally just going to have you sit at the three-point line with Jimmy – and a bead running pick and rolls, and eventually you're gonna get a wide open look yeah. from three, and you've just got to hit one. <laughs> and Teams are playing off one, him so much though, too, man. He could take it any time. I don't understand it. He clearly it doesn't does feel com- play up on you. It just doesn't feel comfortable. Clearly, but Blake Blake talked about it last year that he was upset. He didn't. He wasn't feeling comfortable taking like five threes a game want to go back but then they pressed on him and it's a good argument that it's like no no why don't you take those even if you shoot make two of five make go one for five it is better for you and for our offense than if you only take three or, or less because just the threat of you possibly shooting it and being just just at like below average even but just competent enough at it makes them have to be honest with you on that. Like, it's what makes LeBron super unguardable when he's hitting his threes. It's it. There's certain guys. Even if you're not great, you just need to be. I need to have the idea in your head you might shoot that. No one thinks that right now about Ben. I mean, I I think it's coming. Let's keep in mind he's only. I've been... seen practice video of it, but that's about it. Dolphins are down fourteen nothing already. So yeah, that good. was quick. Jeez, what is going on? Uh, There's no way they're winning that game. No, they're so bad. Buffalo's been, like, kicks the shit out of the Dolphins in Buffalo. Yep, it's a yearly tradition. They're, like, 5-1 and one last, like, three seasons or something. Anyway, uh, I don't want to talk about the Dolphins on this podcast. Me but, neither. <laughs> um, let's... Uh, Eli Manning <laughs> is literally lighting the world on fire with turnovers. He can't one thing not give the at. ball to the. He cannot give the not give the Cowboys the ball. He wants you so bad. <laughs> so trash. Uh, two funny things, and then we'll do shout-outs here, Peach. So, uh, Buddy Heald is twenty-six apparently. 
uh, his Wikipedia page was wrong and had him listed as 25 years old. He came out and, and sure finally glad cleared, we cleared the that air one up, on folks. this. Uh, so I don't think this really was, matters, but it was just, just I'm, I'm so glad dumb. we got clarification. My goodness. And My then goodness. Uh, uh, Doc Rivers uh, did come out. I, I think, I don't know if this is said what we were all thinking, guys. Shoot he said what everyone that, was thinking. That DeAndre Jordan, he hopes that he's the first Clipper jersey ever retired. And I mean, duh. Did wow. it even need to be said ultra? I apparently put it I up thought now. It was, I thought it was already up, man. I mean, what are we waiting for, Clippers? With everything he's accomplished? Oh. Yeah. Obviously. Seriously. What a ridiculous thing to be said. I don't know who would actually be the first Clipper. Maybe that's, I mean, it was supposed to be Blake Griffin, but we saw how that worked out. Um, and, I mean, might as well just offer it to Kawhi right now as an incentive. You were, you're yeah. guaranteed your jersey. You will be the last person to ever wear. Number two? Number two. <laughs> you couldn't remember his jersey number. I uh, could not. Well, I think that if they, when they're pitching him this summer – they put on such a great show for Blake. They could just hang. That was their uh, practice. That was their practice version of that. that yeah, they can. Or they can, When Kawhi comes in, they can just hang his jersey from the rafters when he's there, and they'll just keep it up. Just be like, "Yeah, Kawhi, yeah. your jersey's retired now, and you haven't played as a Clipper yet. We're gonna keep this up even if you don't sign." Yeah. But uh, you have any shout-outs uh, this uh, this week, Peach? Oh, this week. Well, I do have a, a, something to maybe blow your mind. Okay. Did you know? A little fun game, new segment, folks. Did you know that when you hold uh, the soda can tab, if you turn it around and like put it over the lip of the drink, it's, you do that and it's used as a straw holder. It's what it was meant for. Oh, yeah. I knew that. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, I knew that. I don't believe you. I, why would I lie about this? Have you ever done it? I haven't done it, but I just... Mm. I Look, straws are bad for the environment. I just don't use them. Oh, wow. You're so <laughs> <man>. <laughs> not to burst your bubble on this, but... Yeah. I, have, uh, I It's not something that I, I do, but I, I was aware that that was what it was for. Do uh wanted to shout out uh, Khalil Mack in his full Bulls uniform. Yes, so I a, loved. I saw that. So we now uh, know what Zion a, would look like as a bull. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, Dude. he, he. So, so did he? Do you know? Did he go just buy bull stuff, or do they send him gear, or what? He's been to a couple Bulls games this year. Um, I so I don't know. Like it, I could see it going either way. Either he just loves basketball and got it himself, or. I could totally see them give something like that because they've done that for other players in the past. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, well, like I know for some of the hockey guys and um, at least a few Bears players too. Um, but yeah, they'll do that kind of stuff. That cross promotional shout out to athletes. Uh, I have one shout out to Andrew Wiggins for forgetting his jersey no. last night. I straight then, up laughed so hard at that. That was really early in the morning, and I just was like saw from the next day because I had no interest in watching that game on Friday night. Just oh the yeah, fact excuse that, me, two nights ago. Yeah, the fact though that he they almost lost to the 
They had to go to OT with the Hawks. It's hilarious. Maybe part of the and reason lost. why is because your second best player forgot his. Uh, oh, he is his jersey. He, he is probably the fourth best player on the Wolves. I'd say, but he's shout, supposed shout to be out, your second. He's supposed to be. Shout out to him not only for forgetting his jersey, which really shows that your mind's in the game, but also for going five for twelve from the free throw line. Therefore, losing the opportunity to tie the game at the end of regulation and overtime, but then also saying that the Minnesota fans are shitty after the game. So all around, (laughs) good for you, Wiggins. You're really crushing it. Dude, he's supposed to be the second best player. (sighs) Well. He's not. He's not. I also. Shooting, Shooting really bad. Yeah, dude. 16 Neil, points a game this year, and there's no excuses as to why. Neil Funk, when during that Bulls game, for whatever reason, just got off on this like huge, like Andrew Wiggins rant. I'm like, where's his energy coming from, man? He's just like basically was almost defend. Like he was offended that the Timberwolves just gave the Bulls uh, Zach Levine. Like he was offended that the they weren't trying to pedal off Andrew Wiggins to the Bulls because he's like. Zach Levine's just so much better than Andrew Wiggins. He's right. He I is way better. You, why would you ever get rid of that guy? I can't believe I mean, it's crazy. Andrew Wiggins does nothing. And then Andrew Wiggins scored like six points in a row, and he kind of was quiet. But, man, I, was, I wanted to say something else about the Timberwolves that I've decided I just will never be able to like cat. I'm just out. I, I'm coming to those grips. I'm never going to be a cat, man. No, I know you're not. He... Wore those Prince shoot those custom Prince Hyperdunks against the Bulls, and I was like, that if that was a different player, I would think that's the coolest thing ever. But because I was, it was Cat, I was like, cool. I wish someone that wasn't named Carl Anthony Towns was wearing those <laughs> to like him even more. Cool. Yeah, it's I the don't. coolest thing I think he's ever done. And I was like mad that I didn't care more about the cool thing he had done. He, I mean, I was... less cool. I can just I just know that this entire season is going to be peaks and valleys with this team and it was uh really really gloomy there for a while towards right before Jimmy got traded and then things were looking good right after the trade and now we're just back in and um in a It's going to go up and down with Roko's ability to shoot a 3. He has he been is shooting threes as hills and valleys. Yep, it has been, but he was, you know, against the Hawks, for example. That is a game that he played really well. Yeah. And Towns played well as too, but you know, when Wiggins is as bad as he is in games like that, it's just Yeah. It's not Dude, good. I don't want to talk about the Timberwolves. No anymore. one on the Cowboys or Giants wants to score. It's fast. Well, I don't think the Cowboys are playing anyone, but they just missed uh, the, they just missed the field like you just shanked a field goal but anyway um anything else peach yeah shout out the uh i'm glad you asked ultra (laughs) the uh during christmas we got the first trailer of the new 10 part chicago bulls jordan jordan era bulls 30 for 30 they're doing 10 parts ultra but guess what it's not coming out to 2020 what the hell i saw that and i was like you've got to be shitting me yeah you you are advertising this two years before it comes out like i knew they were gonna do this like there was they had announced it uh maybe it was in august september 
it was right after the season had started. And it was like a Twitter, it was on Twitter, like they announced that it was coming, but like, that's all I needed. I knew it was on its way. You know, I don't need to see a trailer two years from now. I don't need to get that excited. I got Game of Thrones I got to worry about. I can't be yeah. worried about this Bulls doc yet. I can't be interested yes, I'm, in that. That is something that you and I will definitely be talking about, and I can't wait for it. It's been something that I think every basketball fan has wanted to see because it just it seems like all anything in at all negative about MJ, whether it be actual like highlights or uh, just commentary on him, anything negative, I it just doesn't really exist. You can't really find it. And it seems like you're actually going to get some honest feedback, Dude. some some actual, a little bit more of an analysis of his overall career, not just from a like stroking his ego, like what if, he's the best player fi- ever perspective. What if we find out that David Stern secretly suspended him? That's why I went to baseball in the stock. You think he's gonna? They're gonna interview him, and he's gonna come clean. Maybe. What if? Uh, yeah, man, it's going to be fascinating to see the national reaction to some of this because I'm pretty confident there's going to be stuff that's like been talked about kind of around Chicago and have been these undertones of those teams' uh, stories about them. Like Some of that's going to come out, and it's going to be fantastic. You know they're going to talk about him punching Steve Kerr. Yep. You know that's going to be a conversation. I mean, there are going to be some fantastic little moments in all of this. I am excited, but ESPN, cool your jets. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Could have told me your after Thrones. jets. Like, hey. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna bring up the trailer for us here. Is what also I was gonna, gonna bring say. that up. Also, is that not the scariest trailer? It's a good trailer, man. <laughs> it's, it is Lupita good. was frightening in that, like the alternative Lupita, so scary. It seems like I, I want to believe that that's just like an alternate reality from Black Panther. Right. Like those two characters came from Black Panther and this is just, you know. Us is just, it's and, just, uh, it's just the, uh, it's just like him in a dream. <laughs> He's like, oh, that was a bad dream. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Michael B. Jordan's going to be in it, so. In uh, Us? I'm kidding. Oh, jeez. <laughs> sorry. Don't do that, buddy. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, it looks good. I'm excited to see that one. Dude, Lupita's so scary, man. And Peggy's in it. <sighs> so She good. gonna die. She gonna die. 100%. Locked Do you down. think in all... It'd be great if... Uh, <laughs> Jordan Peele made it a thing of all his like suspense horror stuff is that the first person to die in every one of those was the white person. <laughs> yeah... That'd be great. I I think he's going to be a little bit tougher to predict than that, but we'll yeah, see. Uh, I wanted to get your take on if you enjoyed the college football playoff semifinals last night. Uh, so Shout out to this year's playoff proving that we could have gone with just the BCS computers to and saved us all the trouble. My uh, God. The games were terrible last night. I mean, were, the Alabama game was over. I know the Oklahoma had some big plays. In the second half to make things somewhat interesting. That game was over 15 minutes in. Yeah, man. And I loved watching Clemson stomp. Yes. On Notre Dame. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, that was sweet, man. Amazing. Effing frauds. But, man, I didn't need need Oklahoma-Bama either. I would have rather, honestly, have seen Bama-Georgia a second time. That is our friend Ryan was 
talking my ear off about that last night. That Was it just he? Should have been George. He's like, this should have been George. Yeah. We know that Georgia would have put up a better fight than this. Like we know oh, that. Oh hell's yeah. I mean, we saw it. We saw it. And I, I would take that game again over what I watched either of the games I watched last. No night. question. Would have rather seen Ohio State in there too. It's it's crazy, man. But I mean, we got the the national championship game that I think a lot of people probably picked before the season started. And honestly, the only thing Third I'm, time I'm interested in, I'm good with it, yep. man. I like that game. It's great. Dabo makes things. He knows. He just he seems to be the only one that can figure out what to do to to make life difficult for Nick Saban in Alabama. So yeah, I am excited for that one. But um, oh, all right, dude. We also got one, one more? last thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, Donovan Mitchell released his uh, signature shoe. Oh, announced yes. his signature shoe. What'd you think? I don't like. I mean, well, I'm assuming that's not going to be the only colorway of like that's My not, God, it is just an atrocious colorway. I mean, yeah. the I will actual reserve shoe, my overall, my overall. I think that it's very unique looking. It kind of looks like a running shoe, though. Yeah, low tops are becoming more popular, dude. I mean, if you like most most players, like even even the LeBron 16s, they're not super high. They're not low, but they're not. The high tops seem to be he's, going you, away a little he, bit. Like one of the first lower resting shoes he's had right. in a while. A lot of them have been high tops. Um, I I do like the kind of structure of the shoe, but I need a different colorway to like know if I could rock that or not. Because I'm not rocking that specific one. No, no. That one is... No. It's exciting though. Like, I'm happy for Donovan. I know he's so, had a very up and down year and hasn't I didn't, hasn't the Jazz in general haven't been great. So I didn't even know he had a signature shoe deal with Adidas, and oh. I was like, kind of like, well, where the f-, f did this come from? And I guess his original deal with Adidas after last season, they tore it up and they just wrote him a new three year signature shoe deal, but it usually takes two years to get your first signature shoe. Like, Giannis's isn't got announced last year, but his isn't coming out until next season. Right. Um, so, for them to turn this around, though, I'm not going to, like, put a ton on him for it because it seems like it might be have been something maybe they were working on already, and they just are sticking his name on it. So, I'm more excited to see what his second shoe will actually be because that's going to be the one that I think they're able to spend the right amount of time with and perfect and, and get better based on probably the feedback they get from this one of what they're looking for. Right. Yep, I hear you, man. I feel the same way. But uh, all right, man. Well, if AD gets traded in the next day or two, we'll do another pod. But otherwise, I hope you have a great New Year, man. One last question. Yes. Are the Warriors the most scrutinized team of all time? We were talking about the '90s Bulls in our lifetime, probably. But do you think I have a tough time thinking that they were more scrutinized than the Bulls? Do you, oh, I think that for sure. I mean, there's just more media and there's different. There's, I mean, there's more outlets to talk about this, so it makes some sense. But ultra, do you think they're more scrutinized than the Miami Heat were? That's a good question. Probably not. The Heat were probably hated. not. I mean, LeBron and the way, especially with the decision. That brought on more scrutiny in general for people that team. were way meaner to Chris Bosh than they were have ever been on anything towards KD. 
it's crazy. Like Chris Bosh was not highly regarded. I was like destroyed on the internet for so many reasons. He ain't getting that even close to that level of my and just like based on that piece. So I think it was a little ridiculous of Steve Kerr to say, to be honest. Sorry, you cut out towards the end there. But yeah, I agree. No. I agree. Nothing else. There was nothing. I was probably no, but I, myself I, more than anything. I I you're right. That's a really good point. I do think that the Heat were probably more scrutinized than the Warriors were. I mean, Kevin Durant in his overall decision overall decision going there was very scrutinized, but like yeah, in but general, it seems to me the Warriors have things pretty easy. They're not even uh, hated. They're not hated. They're just like annoying because people don't like them because of the de facto knowing they're thinking you know they're going to win the championship that's really the hate like the people were angry the heat team existed yep people hated lebron and now they love him he's, and he's I don't able think, to walk into stadiums with wine man i think a lot of it's just players though like LeBron was definitely hated the most out of that whole Miami situation. And Kevin Durant has been definitely hated on Golden State. But in general, the Warriors, I would argue, just aren't that scrutinized as a team. Right. They nope. have by far the most number of fans in, that that follow the league. I guess I can't speak outside of the U.S., but like, no, I, know, really I know here they're the most popular team. I don't think they're getting too hard of a time. No. Nope, but nope, nope. anyway, um, I hope something does something crazy does happen sure. today tomorrow, and you and I can do another one of these. But otherwise, we'll we'll get together in a week or so and come out with another pod, Peach. But uh, thank you everyone for listening. We'll uh, check us out at the point forward and at gmail.com. Great review us on Stitcher, iTunes. Have a great New Year. We'll talk to everyone soon.